Hey, 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 you know what time it is. Out with the old and in with the new. It's time for new ways of thinking, doing, and being. So join me now for another installment of Evolutions Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Evolutions Podcast. I am your host, Camille, and I am joined by two special guests. I have my sisters with me today, Serena. Hey, what's up, everybody? And Danielle. Hello. We are going to be talking about femininity as it relates to being and accepting. So we're talking about... How to be everything that you desire to be by accepting that you are already are it. And so we're kind of relating that back to the feminine discussion. How does that relate to our femininity and cultivating our femininity? And what I want to do is start off with getting the perspective of each one of my guests about what femininity actually means to them. What um, what does it mean and what aspects of femininity are they currently cultivating? So I'm going to start with Danielle. Danielle, tell me a little bit about your definition of femininity and then give me a little background on like where you stand with your journey. So... My definition is definitely expanding. Um, Just the whole idea of femininity and um, divine femininity uh, in its true essence is kind of a newer concept to me. Um, uh, Where I am um, in my my journey back to femininity... um, I am really, um, really just understanding the difference between um, femininity and masculinity, uh, especially uh, because I'm in a relationship. Really, how um, how I operate, how that affects um, how the idea of femininity and masculinity affects the way that I relate to um, my boyfriend and, of course, other relationships. Um, So for me, femininity is just a broad example is a lot of things. It's beauty. It's power. It's the ability to just stand in who you are. It's the source of life of uh protection it's nurturing um it's it's sensuality it's sexuality it's um it's it's softness it's strength it's a lot of things so um for me personally right now um my application is really just standing in who i am as as a woman and not feeling the need to be 
not feeling a need to defend who I am or change who I am or even explain who I am when it comes to my relationships and how I interact with the world. Just really being, it's confidence mm-hmm. right now. That's that's the way I am relating to it right now. It's really just being confident and coming into my womanhood and being okay and confident with being beautiful, being confident with um, having attention on mm-hmm. me for mm-hmm. those things that people see in me and not being uncomfortable with it. Um, and the beauty of being able mm-hmm. to relate and connect with other women mm-hmm. is um, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Wow. That was really, really powerful. Um, especially kind of the points that you made in the last part of what you were saying. Um, it's amazing that women struggle with the attention that comes yeah. with exuding confidence, exuding self-assurance, being recognized for the things that you are, which are beautiful, which is graceful, which is alluring, which is inviting. And it becomes a moment where you feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. for attracting attention for those very same things. But then when you shun that, you feel invisible. You feel uncared for, right. unprotected, unappreciated. So it's like this two-edged sword where it's kind of like you want your cake. You want to have your cake and eat it too, right. as they say. So you want one thing without the other, yet you still want it. It's a really confusing thing um, that I feel like the practice of cultivating your femininity actually brings perspective to and it brings balance. Because it is an art to learn something that's unfamiliar Mm -hmm. to you. Um, It is an art to cultivate things to a place where they appear effortless and they feel appear perfected, but you've practiced it. It's like the fine arts of um, dancing in some cultures where... For years, girls are trained. There's a particular dance that is um, indigenous to a certain Asian culture um, or ethnicity. But it's a very complicated dance where the women do very slow, graceful, beautiful movements with their hands and bodies. And it requires a great deal of control, but also fluidity. But the girls start training in this dance from the time they're very young and gradually they learn how to um, practice like such a great degree of flexibility in their joints that they can like twist their wrist and their arms all the way back. And it's a beautiful dance to watch, but you don't realize how, yes, it appears very natural. Like these women just jumped up and started doing this dance, but they've been training for it since they were very young girls. And so just wrapping this back into the femininity part, femininity is definitely something that has to be cultivated. Um, and it's an art that has to be learned. And it's not something that just comes to you simply because you're born female. It's something that you learn as you um, delve deeper into the energies 
masculine and feminine energies and you begin to understand how those energies operate and why it's important as a woman that you cultivate your feminine energy and understand what that energy is. Um, and it's also important, as you were saying, how you relate uh, to your significant other as far as femininity is concerned, because I think that's the first mirror that we have mm -hmm. to what femininity might look like is, you know, relating to the opposite sex. But it's also very important in the journey to understand um, how femininity is something uh, special that you own regardless outside of necessarily of a relationship or romantic relationship. Um, but definitely I feel like it flourishes even more so within the juxtaposition of male and female energy and seeing how that operates. So that was awesome, Daniel. Thank you so much for sharing that um, so eloquently. Now I want to turn to Serena and just kind of give me uh, the same thing, what femininity means to you right now, or what you're coming to understand about it, and where you are in your feminine journey. Okay. Um, for me, femininity is, is definitely more than one component. Um, I think it's about definitely being in the flow. And by flow, I mean balance, allowing all the components of who you are, your self-knowledge, your self-appreciation, your value, your worth to all come together and blend together and to reflect that which you believe and feel about yourself on the inside to actually see it, feel it and have it in your experience every day. Mm -hmm. So for me, femininity is more about things coming full circle. And mm -hmm. when you look at uh, women and how we're created and we think about our bodies and the way we operate, we operate in a cyclic pattern. Mm -hmm. And the cyclic pattern is about creating that balance. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you're on that wave and you come down, but you go back up again. Self is balance. And so I think that's what femininity is about, bringing all of those components together. Um, for me personally, uh, the thing that I've been experiencing the most concerning femininity has to be self-assurance. Mm -hmm. And I believe self-assurance is very important. Um, it's something that has just been showing up and reflecting in my life in so many ways from, uh, from work, from finances, to motherhood, um, to romantic relationships and platonic Mm -hmm. um, relationships because it's about trusting as a woman I don't think you can fully operate in your femininity if you're not trusting mm -hmm. if you're not trusting you're always in a state of fear mm -hmm. and when you when you're fearful you want to fight mm -hmm. and so that fear creates you're trying to box things you're not in the flow if you're if you're trying to box and duck mm -hmm. and dodge mm -hmm. it's just not happening so for me learning Number one, to say what it is that I need, to say what it is that I desire, and then trust with absolute faith that whatever it is that I need or desire is going to come to me mm -hmm. simply because I'm worthy and I'm deserving. I don't have to labor and toil and fight for it. I, I get it simply because I'm good enough. Mm -hmm. And so the self-assurance that I'm good enough, everything is going to be reflected back to me. If I don't feel that I'm, I'm good enough, then I'm going to work my fingers to the bone. And then whatever I get 
it's still not going to feel like it's enough for me mm -hmm. because that's what I felt about myself. And you're always trying to climb an unnecessary mountain that, you know, you may get up, you're scratching, you're, you know, you're hanging onto the rocks and then you slip back down and then you, you try to go back up again. So I feel like for me, instead of trying to climb a mountain, I'm just going to allow things to come to me in their full totality. And that's, that's what I've been experiencing. Um, for example, just allowing myself to be supported in my romantic relationship and also mm -hmm. allowing myself to be supported by my circle of, of sisters mm -hmm. and other women friends, mm -hmm. you know, you, you can be supported in more than one way. Um, so that's definitely what I've been learning the most recently. And it's, it's done wonders for me. It really has. Mm -hmm. And it's lifted, honestly, years of burden mm -hmm. for me by just, you know, experiencing being more assured and knowing mm -hmm. I'm never going to be without what I need or desire. Mm -hmm. And I get it simply because I'm worth it. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to prove that. Like you were saying, Danielle, about basically being unapologetic. You don't mm -hmm. have to explain to someone why you're worthy. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't get it, you don't have to convince someone um, of your of, of your value. And when you feel like you have to, to me, that's a reflection of something within you. You're fearing something. Mm -hmm. And um, as a woman, that's just not healthy because it is going to show up somewhere in your life, whether you think it is or not, it's, it's going to show up. So self-assurance, definitely for sure. Number one thing that I, I've been experiencing and working on. And it's a great feeling. Like when you really start coming into your womanhood, um, it's, it's the most pleasing, most joyful and happy feeling. And as a result, the people around you are happier and more fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, yeah. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> that was amazing. So powerfully stated. Um, and such a powerful testimony about the femininity journey. And how we are seeing each other grow in that journey as sisters. Mm -hmm. But also, I know there's a movement of women across the nation in their own little pockets, in their own ways that are cultivating and teaching each other the art of femininity in ways that we hadn't been taught. Um, things that hadn't been passed down to us and that lost art that kind of skipped some generations. Um women are now rediscovering and we're cultivating among each other in our own ways. And as we learn these things, everything is a, is a pendulum kind of, sometimes mm -hmm. you swing really, really far to the left before you come back to the middle, but that's necessary in order to really get really far away from the old patterns of thinking and the old ways of doing things. Sometimes you have to make a drastic turn um, but I feel like in this journey, we're kind of all balancing out now, my personal journey, some of it I've shared on here, um, before in previous episodes, but, uh, just to kind of round out the discussion about what femininity represents, um, to me and where I am on that journey to me, femininity is definitely about life source. It's really about what gives things and everything life and meaning. And what makes it flourish? What what gives it its character? Um, and how femininity imparts uh, that same 
meaning to everything that it touches. So um, for me, femininity def definitely represents life source. It represents, um, as Danielle said earlier, evolution. Um, it represents manifestation from the unseen to the seen. And it represents mystery and allure. Um, as far as a spiritual definition, life is definitely the first thing that comes to mind. Um, as far as physically, I, I believe appealing to the five physical senses, femininity is grace and allure and beauty, mystery, um, love, warmth, and all of the things that make life pleasurable and happy, a joyous experience. Um, and everything that gives life meaning. Now, as far as where I am on that feminine journey, I really feel almost like we're kind of in the same space because I hear mm -hmm. each one of you ladies saying that kind of confidence, you said confidence, you said self-assurance, mm -hmm. um, is what you're recognizing about your feminine walk. For me, it's the same thing, but I would say it starts for me with understanding being deserving. And it's part of what I think we're going to touch on today about accepting what you are uh, in order to actually be it. Be it being comes from acceptance first. In order to be something, to live something, you truly have to accept that's what you are and, and then proceed from that point to live it. And so for me, being deserving really kind of encapsulates that whole idea because it starts there. Mm -hmm. Acceptance and acceptance of your deservedness and what the feminine energy deserves. Life source deserves everything that's poured into it in order to create because life source, life source sustains and it gives and it nurtures. Um, and so being unapologetically deserving is something I think that's new because we've been taught that we have to earn and we've been taught that um, we have to prove ourselves and we've been taught that um, because of mistakes that we've made or that can come from like a religious background or it can come from a personal background. It could just come from the way you were raised or the, the messages that you received from society. But the conglomeration of those messages tells you that you're undeserving in so many ways that you have to do this in order to get this and you have to be this first in order to have this. And nothing tells you really that beside Mr. Rogers he was the only one that <laughs> told you that mm -hmm. you were deserving of love just the way that you are, you mm -hmm. know, um, which is such an important message for, for everybody, but especially coming from the feminine standpoint, because in, until you can relax into your femininity, like you were saying, fear and resistance and all of those things are opposite of what femininity represents. So until you can relax and soften into your femininity, um, you're not going to be able to practice it. And feeling deserving is such a huge part of practicing your femininity and, and, and cultivating it because you have to start from that base where you accept, you're ready to receive, you're ready to accept. 
and putting yourself in that mindset automatically kind of tills your soil. It tills your your femininity. It till it prepares it. It readies it um, to be able to be practiced. So that was really, really powerful, um, that little feminine discussion. I want to delve a little bit deeper, um, just for a moment, into um, feminine practices. So a lot of emphasis has been placed on like self-love, you know, the hashtag self-love and treat yourself yourself and all these different things and those I'm not undermining any of that by any means because they're very, very, very important. But I think, too, that the art and the um, understanding of femininity can kind of be lost when it's only described as just self-love. Because people equate that to, like, bubble baths and chocolates and wine. And that's wonderful. But tell me a little bit about self-love practices that kind of extend beyond the the physical, you know, extend beyond the external and actually address the internal feminine nature. Tell me a little bit about those types of practices. I, um, I feel like even the term self-love or, um, to me, it's cultivating, it's cultivating beauty. And, I mean, beauty in the physical sense, of course, which goes into your bubble baths, your skin care, mm-hmm. and putting on your makeup and, you know, looking good. But also, just your beauty as a, a human being, as being a woman. The things that make you beautiful, your, um, your ability to love, to have compassion, to be forgiving, to, uh, make, make people feel protected, to Mm -hmm. nurture, is cultivating those self attributes. Mm -hmm. Um, it's also, it's taking care of yourself spiritually, mentally, physically, which goes into taking care of yourself health-wise, fitness, um, making sure that you have a healthy mental state. Um, so to me, all, all of that is a part of, of cultivating beauty and the things that make you a woman, which first you have to realize what those mm-hmm. things are. Mm-hmm. So self-awareness first, mm-hmm. and um, that allows you to to realize who you are as a woman, mm-hmm. and um, and then you you practice cultivating those things and celebrating those things mm-hmm. that make you a woman. Well said, Serena. What about you? Um, I think it's, it, it's, um, definitely similar to what Danielle was saying, um, that it's more about the internal journey, um, because whatever you are on the inside is going to reflect on the outside. Mm -hmm. So the self-love, um, 
is also about self-acceptance. And I feel like you can't love things that you can't accept. So mm -hmm. if you have not accepted who you are, you can't love yourself. And you can't accept who you are if you don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. So it comes to knowing yourself outside of the physical. Mm -hmm. Who are you on an energetic level? What, what um, does your very presence represent when you enter a space? And when you leave, mm -hmm. you know, what's lingering there? Is it calamity and negativity or is it a, a place of um, responsiveness and receptiveness and you bring a calm wherever you go? You know, you carry your wisdom with you, your poise, you know, you're not um, uh, affected by everything that's happening outside mm -hmm. of you. You're centered. So the self-love comes from that internal journey and I know I can speak of it because it's something I've been experiencing for the last you know five or six years for sure that's been conscious mm -hmm. so it's about having uh, that conscious awareness of who you are um, in any and every circumstance and whatever space that you're occupying and I mean the space as far as not even where you are necessarily on a physical level um, but how how does your spirit how's your spirit interpreted wherever you are mm -hmm. and where where does it carry the words that you speak the words have already been spoken but words have a permanence about them in the mm -hmm. sense that they send out energy so what energy are you giving out um wherever you go mm -hmm. um the the self love uh is definitely about you know yes taking care of yourself because that's definitely a part of it um and i feel like sometimes there's too much emphasis on the outward part and it's the dress up but then the inside there's no work done on the inside and mm -hmm. um being a woman is beyond your physicality and your body parts mm -hmm. um so when you get to know who you are on on that level then everything else is going to reflect on, on the outside as well. And you're going to want to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to present yourself to anyone or anything without you being put together. And I don't necessarily mean that means you're, you know, you're dolled up everywhere you go. I just mean you have a certain standard that you live by. Mm -hmm. So even if you're in your own home, you're not going to be, you know, dressed in holes and raggedy things, you know, mm -hmm. and that's just an example but you you hold something about yourself. It, it comes back to the value mm -hmm. and the worth. Um, because I feel like when you know who you are, if you see anything about yourself that's not becoming, mm -hmm. the love in you makes you do whatever you need to do to clean that out of you. Mm -hmm. So the self-love is definitely a everyday practice. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, we wash our faces and stuff. And the outside every day. So shouldn't we more clean what's on the inside every day? That should be a natural process of mm -hmm. you. You're cleansing yourself as soon as you wake up in the morning. But you're cleaning yourself internally and externally. And that's what I think the, the self-love process is about. Wow. Wow. Very. I. These ladies are so eloquent. I They should take over the podcast because... <laughs> I can't even begin to express myself the way that these women do. So it's really, I'm kind of floored. But so happy that we're having a chance to have this conversation. 
uh, with you guys too. Uh, just to wrap up today, um, self-love to me as a practice and femininity to me as a practice um, looks like forgiveness every single day. Learning to forgive myself. Um, allowing myself space to be everything that I am um, and all the aspects and everything that brings with it and um, turning off my self-judgment that causes me to judge the world incorrectly. So that practice ending of itself, I think it's helping me to cultivate other areas of my life. But self-love definitely for me um, and femininity for me as a practice looks like forgiveness of myself every day. A hundred times a day, a thousand times a day. However many times it takes for me to feel clean and for me to feel good and for me to feel relaxed and for me to know that everything is okay. Everything is all right with the world. Like my world is not <laughs> being turned upside down. I'm not being punished. Um, just in a moment of transparency, um, something Danielle alluded to earlier about self-confidence and self-assurance and what that looks like. Being confident to draw attention and draw people in based on your feminine allure, based on your feminine charms, based on that thing that everybody wants to be close to. Don't, um think for a moment that when you begin to exude your femininity that you're not going to attract some things you may not <laughs> necessarily desi desire but that's okay too because in your femininity you're going to know how to even deal with those things but part of the self-acceptance and the forgiving of yourself and the taking away of the judgment allows you to receive the attention and I would say that's something I struggle with because in the lack of femininity in a fear-based mode in a mode of judgment I always perceive the world as attacking me even other women as attacking me and not that I didn't desire to have relationships with other women but I always perceived that they were jealous or that they were hating or that they had a problem with me because I was being misunderstood by them. So there were a lot of assumptions that I would have that were based on negative judgments first about myself, but then how I projected them onto the outside world that caused a, a division between me and other people, period, but between me and other women, because I always felt like I had decent intentions, but I always felt like other people perceived me in a way that was not true. And because of that, I rejected attention. I rejected people getting close to me. I rejected, um, I rejected people, honestly, because I didn't really understand myself and I wasn't confident with myself and I wasn't confident to stand in whatever being me would attract. And so I battled with that. Um, but in the, in the process of learning femininity and understanding confidence, 
I realized that I can stand in that allure. I can stand in that invitation and I can soften into that and still realize I'm protected. I'm kept. I'm provided for. I'm good in every way. I don't have to fear people and fear their judgments. Like, so what? I don't have to fear what they are bringing because I know who I am. So that self-assurance definitely and cultivating self-assurance in every way that you can is definitely a part of the feminine process, the feminine um, journey and the self-love journey as well. And I think we all have to realize that as we're walking in this, you have to allow yourself space for not getting things right because <laughs> it's a daily practice. You have to allow yourself space to push yourself out of your comfort zone. You can't be and can't keep yourself in this space that's so tight you can't move because by not expanding you you're number one you'll keep yourself stuck but then you don't even allow yourself space to practice the new things that you're learning so definitely um pushing yourself past your comfort zone too is an act of self-love it's a feminine practice because in this art of learning what it means you're gonna have to do things that you haven't done before that may feel uncomfortable for you the things that you're learning from your mentors and your teachers and people that you're following and books that you're reading you're like oh wow this strikes a chord this resonates with me but it's so different from what i'm doing now so now i have to practice this thing that feels foreign to me i have to practice this behavior that seems kind of foreign to me and you have to give yourself not only space to practice those new things and those new behaviors, but also to not get them right every time and still be okay <laughs> to know, oh, hey, I missed this opportunity or that's been my thing. As I've learned, <laughs> as I've learned, you know, different behaviors I should be activating in my life to practice and cultivate my femininity. Then, you know, I see opportunities that I missed or things that I did quote unquote wrong and it's like, if you slam the door shut, like, oh, God, I messed up, you know, then you're kind of slamming the door shut on your growth and your journey. And just remember to allow yourself space and room to practice. <clears throat> practice makes perfect. But also in the practicing, no, you're not going to practice and get everything right. It's not about being right. It's about cultivating a new mindset. And with that new mindset will come new behaviors that are going to create a new lifestyle. So uh, are there any last thoughts that you guys want to leave with us today? I'm going to start with Danielle first. Just kind of anything that you want to say to sum it up. We're, we're going to be talking about this in the future, but whatever that's on your heart today to say um, for yourself or maybe even to whoever may be listening. Um, just one thing to add with, about uh, femininity uh, for me personally, the, I know this has been an issue where I um, I feel like society as a whole, uh, me included, we have this, uh, we push this narrative of women being um, emotional creatures and basically saying that that's a negative thing mm -hmm. or something that women should be trying to control or um, or get rid of, but I um, as I grow as a woman and 
my definition of femininity and the divine feminine expands i just i realized how emotions are important too i mean when you talk about a woman's mm-hmm. intuition mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. those things are not um exclusive or or separate from each other mm-hmm. that whole uh, divining discernment emotion mm-hmm. um uh intuition those things are all connected and and they are when they have the background or the context of spiritual awareness Mm -hmm. those things are very powerful um and it is it is basically our tools to relate to the world to interact with our environment so these are things that are are not they're not wrong they're not negative they're not something that should be um pushed down i think a lot of times they just need context mm-hmm. um um someone i know i won't um uh, state any names but they like <laughs> to they like to use this quote um emotions aren't facts mm-hmm. um but uh, we don't live in well, we do. We live in a world, um, at least this realm of of duality. It's mm-hmm. either right or wrong. It's mm-hmm. black or white. But when you come into an understanding that there is there is more to that, mm-hmm. um, you you begin to see that everything has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Emo- these are not things that are evil or good mm-hmm. or good. You know. Um, there's more to them than that mm-hmm. and everything can be used mm-hmm. positively mm-hmm. and positively being for your for your betterment mm-hmm. for you to move in the world with more grace more ease and i think that um emotion mm-hmm. um the ability to be emotional uh to display emotion all of those things are uh, they are part of femininity, and it's it's a lovely thing. Enlightening, yes. enlightening perspective, and I love that you bought for it. everybody that was listening. That those were just jewels of wisdom you need to scoop up right now um, to help you along this feminine journey. Those were were jewels. Walk in uh, the authenticity of how of who you were created to be, and that's okay. Everything just needs balance, perspective, and sometimes guidance. But there's nothing innately wrong with who God created you to be. How about you, Serena? What are your um, thoughts? Wow, I just love how um, Danielle brought that out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's okay to define who you are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when we use that term, that terminology, you're still defining yourself based on some preset rules or preset standards Mm -hmm. but when you really define something you you define it out of that um innate experience you have with Mm -hmm. whatever it is so in order for you to really delve into femininity it's something you have to experience for yourself Mm -hmm. It's 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 a a journey you have to go on and you have to be willing to like you were talking about patience allowing yourself to be patient with yourself 
because I read a book recently and I was like, oh my goodness, I wish I would have read this book, you know, five months ago. It's like, no, it wasn't meant for me to read it five months ago. Mm -hmm. I've read it now. Had I read it five months ago, maybe I wouldn't have gleaned what I needed to get right now. Mm -hmm. So it's like ex the, the acceptance of whatever it is I need for me, it's happening for me right now. Mm -hmm. And allowing myself, um, giving myself permission to be who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's where you, when you become unapologetic, a lot of times I think that's, that's misconstrued as well. It's like, well, I'm unapologetic, which means I'm walking over people or I have a don't care attitude. And mm -hmm. actually that's not what it is. When you become truly unapologetic, it's because you know who you are. Mm -hmm. You've assigned your own value and your own worth. And if you have value and worth of yourself, you're not walking over people. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not misusing your, your feminine power either mm -hmm. because feminine power is so strong where a lot of times it's looked at in a way where it's feared that it's going to be misused. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about a woman being scorned or, mm -hmm. you know, the power of a woman or these type of things. Yeah. Um, it is realized how powerful we are, mm -hmm. but it's not the power that comes from takeover mm -hmm. or uh, disrespect or, you know, coming in on somebody else's territory. It starts with you internally. And by being um, fully in tune with your feminine power and energy, you give power and energy to all of those things around you. Mm -hmm. And it's a wholly positive experience. And that's what true femininity is about. It creates positive, helpful, um, nurturing, wholesome experiences with everybody you come in contact with. Mm -hmm. That's how you change the world. That's the true power. True power changes things for the better. Mm -hmm. And that's what real femininity is about. Woo! Did y'all get that? Did you get it? This is not your, your regular podcast, people. This has been... Oh, these ladies have ministered. Really, in it, you know, sharing their journeys and sharing their experiences. I remember us growing up and we used to have this club that we called the Grand Ladies. And it was the three of us and we used to imagine ourselves as I don't know what culture we were in Victorian culture <laughs> but we used to imagine ourselves as these rich women who were elegant and powerful and enjoyed luxurious things and furs and fine clothing and tea and crumpets and we were very educated and very uh, cultured and oh we were fabulous but this is when we were very young we had nothing to use as a blueprint for this club. It was just something that came out of our imaginations. And um, I must say there are three very grand ladies sitting at this table today. And uh, the feminine seed and the feminine journey was already there within us at a young age. At seven, at ten, we were already starting our feminine journeys, our hypergamous journeys. And we knew that deep inside we deserve luxury. And we imagine ourselves as these women that lived this type of lifestyle. And it was a natural state of being for us. It wasn't airs that we were putting on. This was our everyday life. And um, I say that to say that while we're on this journey, um, we are realizing the, that destination physically. But spiritually and mentally and in the heart space, um, we are growing 
I would say very grand indeed because we're expanding um, and we're creating a luxurious mindset, which is the most important part of the feminine journey. Guys, this has been wonderful. I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. Was, yes, was great uh, it was so perfection. Organic. It was so organic, and yeah. I love the um, how you guys expressed uh, where you are and your ideas about femininity. And it was so powerful. This is, I'm astounded, and um, this has definitely been food for thought. We're going to continue along the same vein. We're not getting off of this femi this feminine journey um, talk. And we're going to continue delving deeper into femininity. And because there's so many aspects. It's, it's complex. It's simple. But yet it's so complex. There's so many ways we can go with this. But until next time, um, definitely subscribe. Keep tuning in. And I'm I'm going to be wishing you love and light. Peace.